Hello everyone, welcome to Young, Dumb, and Frugal. This is a podcast where a girl in her 20s talks about living the fun and cheap, well, frugal way. Join me for life hacks and financial advice from someone who still has a lot to learn, but also a lot to offer. Hey guys, so today we're going to talk about college, the frugal way. When I was in high school, I was not as frugal as I am today, probably because I didn't have to pay for as many things. But my parents were like, Katie, we're really going to encourage you to graduate debt-free. And I was like, what? Really? How is that possible? But I actually succeeded in doing that. I've graduated this last year, and I guess it's something I can be proud of. I think this also kind of qualifies me to give some advice in terms of saving money with college. Now, I will say, to graduate college debt-free, I had to make some sacrifices. I was not as much of a part of student organizations as I could have been. I didn't have the full college experience like many do, but it wasn't really something that I wanted a ton. I wanted to get a degree, and I wanted to do it in an efficient, inexpensive way and get good grades, and I succeeded in doing that. So today, coming from that perspective, I'm going to tell you about college the cheap way. So first, I'm going to dive into scholarships. Now, they tell you to apply to every single scholarship you possibly can, and you can do that. It just takes a lot of time. And I recommend applying to scholarships with smaller organizations than the ones on Scholarship Owl and those huge websites. Those ones are great, and sometimes you can win those, but I never did, and I applied to a ton of them, and I don't know very many people who have. Definitely do that, but I'd focus on some other ones first, and the ones I would focus on would be scholarships associated with you or your family. So if your parents' companies that they work for have scholarships associated with them for the children of the employee, those can be really helpful. A lot of times they'll be supporting students who are pursuing a career similar to that of the workplace. So if it's like science-related or business-related, often those work that way. There's also scholarships you can apply to through organizations you're a part of. I was involved in 4-H really heavily and able to get some scholarships through them just by being involved in projects and writing up a little essay about my experience and keeping track of everything I did. That is something that is super important for admissions, scholarships, anything like that. Keep track of what you do. Keep it all written down. Write down all the awards you win, everything that you're a part of, all the things you attend. Keep all those flyers, all those programs, and you can talk about those later, and it'll be so, so, so helpful. When you're applying for these scholarships, they can often take a lot more time because they're requiring a lot of reflection a lot of times. So the key way I found to do it is to ration them out over time. Let's say I have eight scholarships to apply for in two months to do it. I would do one every week, and then that is how I apply for scholarships. And sometimes it doesn't work quite like that, but if you're able to ration it out and do one every three days or every week instead of trying to do all eight at one time can be super, super helpful. And that's just an overall good working method I discovered in college is to do things in bite-sized pieces. Another way you can apply for scholarships is through admission to college. Oftentimes they'll award higher achieving students higher paying scholarships. And one of the key ways to determine this is through your GPA, which you just have to work on in high school, but also through your test scores. That's often the SAT and the ACT. 
And often it's worth it to retake those tests to get the admission scores you need to get into colleges that'll give you higher scholarships. Now I went to the Honors College at my school and that enabled me to get scholarships through taking some harder classes and volunteering and that was really, really helpful. But I did have to take the ACT another time to get the score that I needed, which was the lowest accepting score. So I was really blessed to get into that school and that was such a helpful scholarship in the end. It was a large chunk of what I needed to pay for college. You can also get scholarships once you're in college. They do not talk about this enough, but oftentimes they'll offer scholarships specific to your major or your school, like your sub-school inside your school, and those can be really helpful. Those are often through like memorial scholarship for older professors who have passed away or retired or things like that. There's all sorts of scholarships out there that are more specific to you and what you're pursuing and applying to those and even applying with essays that you wrote in your classes, getting achievement scholarships like that can be super helpful. There's also often competitions on your campus you can win scholarships for with different departments and things like that. So definitely look into all the money you can win while you're already in college. And also realize that when you're calculating how much it's gonna cost, if you use the college's calculator, they're going to over or underestimate a lot of things. They're gonna charge you recreational fees, lab fees. If you think taking classes all online is cheaper, it may not be because they're gonna charge you online fees. There's all these little extra fees. And they're also going to expect that your textbooks are gonna cost way more than they should. If you're in a really intense program that involves very specific books like nursing or computer science or things like that, your textbooks may cost you an arm and a leg and that's just how it's going to be. But sometimes you can find textbooks for cheaper. And one key way I found to do this, and this is going to sound like an ad, but it's not, <laughs> was through bookfinder.com. So bookfinder.com was an amazing way to look up textbooks that I wanted with using their ISBN number or their name and then finding them used or rental books or even new ones. You can find them on all different websites and it just searches them all for you, indexes them. It is amazing. So I bought a lot of used books on eBay and Abe books and Better World books and stuff like that through them by finding them there and it was so fabulous and I saved hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. If you buy used books, you can also resell them. You can make your own eBay shop or sell them on the classifieds for your college and things like that and then make back the money that you spent, which is super, super helpful. I also recommend that if you decide to rent books that you're very careful. Make sure when you return the books that you get a receipt and that you don't spill water on your textbook and make them charge you a fee. That's just coming from personal experience that I will not elaborate on because it just makes me look really dumb. Then again, I am young, dumb, and frugal, so what did you expect? And also when it comes to getting textbooks, sometimes you can check at your library and you'll find e-copies that are free. Or if you look online, you can find PDF copies for maybe not necessarily textbooks, but if you need to read a short story or something, sometimes you can find those online. And there are also illegal methods you can use, but I don't recommend those because why would you break the law when you could do these other methods that are so much better? Other cheap things you could do are commute and live at home, which is what I decided to do. And while there were downsides to that, there were also many upsides that I enjoyed. And I got to use the time in my car to work on things for class, like listening to audiobooks and just thinking and having some time by myself. And But when I bought a parking pass, I had to be careful to buy one specifically for the semester that I wanted and not for the year, because they do you do lose money buying them for the year unless you're taking summer courses because they include that and it was kind of confusing and they didn't they don't like to disclose things to you in college as much as it would be nice that they did you can also save money by packing your food instead of buying a meal plan or if you do buy a meal plan don't overestimate your food 
underestimate. Because once you buy those meal bucks, they don't turn back into cash, generally. But cash, they will, they will take your money to buy food, generally speaking. You can add more money to your card or whatever you need to use to buy food. But generally, you cannot take the money that you would be spending on food and turn it back into cash. So always underestimate and add later. Don't overestimate because then you just have a whole bunch of money you need to spend on food that's just left over. And you've got to use that somehow. So overall, those are some of my tips in terms of scholarships, textbooks, and just some other little random money-saving tips in college. I hope this was helpful to everybody, and good luck on your college ventures. Thank you for joining me, a Midwestern girl living her best life, the frugal way. <laughs>